Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. Well, hey there, Charisma Quotient podcast fans. It's your buddy Adam from Podcasting Business School where I teach podcasters how to love their show like a hobby, but build it like a business. If you're looking to monetize your show and go from having a podcasting hobby to being a podcasting pro, check out Podcasting Business School. You are listening to the Charisma Quotient Podcast, and here is your host, the amazing Kimmy Seltzer. This is the time of year when you usually will assess your life and you get more motivated to change. And let's face it, this year has, well, it has been, let's just say, a challenge, to say the least. So you might be finding it really hard to find the motivation, let alone the energy to change or set any kind of goals for yourself when things may feel bleak. But beyond what happened this year with the pandemic impacting relationships and dating, which is another layer for sure, is that we all have habits that are difficult to overcome. And that's regardless of the situation we are in. It's hard to create new habits often because it's easier to go back to what we know and what we're comfortable with. And with the new year upon you, Resolving to address your less than stellar behaviors should definitely be in the front of the mind, but there is one area that many tend to pay less attention to, and that is breaking bad dating habits developed over the mistakes you might have made this year. And I think we all got into bad habits this year, (laughs) some good, some bad, and just like any part of life, you can develop bad habits when it comes to how you date and develop relationships, especially during challenging times when you might be compensating for something that is missing. Think about that. There may be things that you did this year that you normally wouldn't do. And often you don't realize that you have fallen into these bad habits until taking the time to really sit down and honestly look at yourself. And I think this is where you're at right now. 2021, depending on when you're listening to this, is approaching tomorrow. And It's really a time to reflect and honestly look at yourself. And the one gift that I will say that this pandemic has given all of us is time. Time to reflect, time to focus on what we want, time to think about what is important to us, time to stop and really take a hard look in the mirror and see what we have done to contribute to the relationships and things in our lives that is not working and using this time as an opportunity to take responsibility to change our behavior, our habits, our approaches to things. Because ultimately, in the end, that's what's going to get you different results in finding the one in 2021. There is no more running. There's no more swiping, numbing out. It is time to slow down and focus on you. And I really wanted to highlight, you know, this notion of dating mistakes, because, you know, I just did a fireside chat in, and some of you had listened to it, and it was really profound. I mean, a lot of things came up, and although I'm focusing on some of the dating mistakes that happened this year, it, it really is beyond that. You know, ask yourself, were there, there things that 
you know, you were doing that weren't working even before all of this happened. I mean, I was reflecting on that for myself as I was looking back into the mistakes I had made when I was a young dater. And by young, I don't mean by age, although I I was quite younger, (laughs) but it was when I was first getting back out into the dating world after divorce as a single mom. And I want to share those with you because I hope for you to know that you are not alone in this journey, that really my mistakes in the end were gifts in disguise that I learned so much from, which I now use to help you, quite honestly, and myself, of course. And I'm still, you know, I'm still evolving. Everybody evolves. And to me, that is the beauty of, you know, having these experiences or mistakes, as you call it. But for the first one, I want to kind of review three mistakes that I made and see if you can relate to this. I know that, you know, well, most of you know this story, but I didn't put care into how I looked. I mean, part of it was my mindset. I, I wore these oversized black clothes to keep me invisible from the alien men because I was, you know, quite honestly scared. And I tell this story time and time again, going from my frumpy mommy clothes to the hot mama red dress moment when I started getting used to being seen. And the mistake was that I didn't see how great I was. That's really, at the end of the day, that's what it was. I was scared to get men's attention. So I hid in my black cloak because the truth was I didn't feel I deserved that attention, that I deserved, you know, all the things that I saw other people have, but I didn't think I could get. The second crucial mistake I made was that I dated like someone who had her PhD in dating. And and that's not in academics, but in dating. I mean, I, you know, I have a master's from University of Chicago. I really enjoy education. I thought I knew how to do it. (laughs) So I sifted through the online dating profiles in order to find my boyfriend. I was going through dating like I was in boyfriend mode. I was overly selective. I looked at the wrong things. I know I did. And I had a list of criteria of what he should be and, and what she he should not be. But I was in no condition, no way, shape, or form. I had no business to date like that because it backfired every single time. And the truth was is that I needed to date as if I was back in kindergarten. I work with my clients on this all the time. And it's hard for you academics and high achievers because you think, well, I should know how to do this, right? But learning how to play, to flirt, to have fun, and to be on the playground, to really have fun on that playground and have a bunch of play dates. Like that was really hard for me. And in that process, I found that I was really dating myself. So I knew what was good for me and what it was that I wanted. All right. Now the third big mistake, and this is a big one. And I, people who went to my fireside chat know that I dated as a therapist. Oh my God. I, okay, so this is what I mean. It was not sexy, people. Um, it, I, I would make these guys feel amazing, right? I knew how to ask really good questions. I would get really deep with them. I, you know, I, they almost seriously were on the couch by the time I was done with them. And one of two things would happen. Either they would feel like it was way too much, And they would be like, you know, you're nice, but like they were overwhelmed 
or I would attract more narcissists because they loved all the attention. So, okay, either way, not good. So I needed to pull back. I needed to have fun and go at a slower pace so that men would learn to earn me. And here's the thing that was really crucial. And I find with so many people that I work with, especially if you're a caretaker, hear me out. I saw my value in helping other people because that's where my confidence lived. I did not have confidence in the other way around and having someone actually shower me with attention and love and questions and all of that. So in the state of dating anxiety, I went to where I was confident and that was to be the therapist, to ask good questions, to make them feel amazing, right? And so I want you to ask yourself, you know, as I share my journey with you, like, what are some of the things that are coming up for you? Do you relate to anything that I'm saying? I'm going to go over the top 10 mistakes of 2020, but really it's 2020 and beyond because here's the thing. Mistakes are really gifts in disguise if you are able to use them to grow and change. It's important because our mistakes, our failures are really gifts. They're gems. They're guideposts in our learning and growth as people. So it's really learning to embrace failures, mistakes, screw-ups, shortcomings, whatever you're labeling them as, because they are not only making us uniquely who we are, but they also teach us powerful lessons. I know what you're thinking. Yeah, but Kim, you know, failures and mistakes still don't feel like an awesome learning opportunity, especially this year. You know, when things have been so stressful, so challenging, what is the point of looking at these mistakes? I'd rather just forget them and and move on. Why do I have to face them and look at them in the mirror? Well, here's the honest truth is because if you don't face these challenges, you just like kind of push them down. It will really be difficult to know who you are and what you want in a partner. The word mistake derives meaning only by comparison to what we desire, what we see as success. And noticing and admitting our mistakes helps us get in touch with our own commitments, what we really want to be, to do, to have. Mistakes wake us up. And focus our attention like it's like a flashing sign that says, fix this, fix this. And the urgency created causes us to focus on issues or problems that make us feel off track. So working on possible solutions, redefining what we want or expect or re-examining our values, our goals, and this is the perfect time to do this, can lead us to more clarity about our path. I was on a call with uh, one of my coaching clients and, you know, she wanted to just kind of get to the homework and, you know, get to the profile and all that. But, you know, with her in particular, what was really, to me, interesting is that she had no clarity about her path or what, what it is she wanted. She just knew that she had to go online and start dating, but she didn't have that clarity and focus on what it is that she was doing there, what it is that she wanted. And I see this so many times. I mean, how many times are you swiping and clicking on profiles with no intention? And this is one of the big mistakes that actually I saw this year. But overall, mistakes are really gifts in disguise if you are able to use them to grow and change. So I want to go over the top 10 dating mistakes of 2020 and beyond because 
I believe that these mistakes or challenges, if you will, probably existed before 2020 happened. But here's the thing, when stress happens, your mistakes get amplified and also can be like contorted into something else. Like you'll compensate maybe for some things. So here's what I mean by that. You may always have been um, a, a kind of dater who were attracted to, let's say, narcissist, right? Well, 2020 hits and you are now forced to just go online versus, you know, going out on dates, but you're vetting guys like you did before, but instead of the physical sense, you're going off of like pictures, (laughs) you know? So again, it's just like changing in a different format. So pay attention to that as I go through the top 10. All right. The first thing that I saw a lot this year is that people just shut down, especially when COVID first hit, of course. I mean, everyone was kind of panicking, not knowing what to do, and that's understandable. But then it just kept going on and on and on. And, you know, a lot of people just kind of shut down and said, you know what, I'm just going to wait till this whole thing is over. And what is the point? I mean, if I can't go out and actually meet somebody, how the heck am I supposed to date them? So it just doesn't make sense to me. So there was a lot of negativity and a mindset, kind of a negative mindset around dating this year. But what I, on the flip side, what I did see is that people who shifted their mindset into one of positivity and reframed for themselves what dating is about, that it was about slowing down, that it was about working on themselves and to really work on building an emotional connection before just going out and relying on the physical those people are actually in relationships right now that met their partner while we were in this pandemic. And I have had some people on this podcast um, who, who have been that person who they said, you know, Kim, this has been the best relationship I have ever had. You know, before this whole thing happened, it really made me look at what's important and what is something that I needed to do in order to, you know, have a more successful relationship. So that was the biggest shift and mistake was that there was just like a big shutdown overall. And the people who kind of worked through it really saw the benefit of it. So ask yourself, like, what do you want moving into the new year? What is your mindset? What if you did a mindset shift into one of positivity and gratitude and and being thankful that you have your health, that we have the internet to connect with people, that we're able to actually go on Zoom and see people before we go out and meet them and that we actually have to have people earn us. (laughs) You know, what if you thought of it that way? All right. The second thing that I saw a lot is, and it kind of is along the same mindset, is that you felt burnt out tired of the online dating. I mean, let's face it, we all got like Zoom fatigue and there was this kind of thing that was happening in the 2D world. It is hard just seeing people in 2D a lot. And what with that, what I saw is you just went on the apps thinking you would just magically meet someone, but it didn't you didn't have a plan or purpose around it. It's kind of like what I was saying before. But instead, what if the goal had to do with making more of a meaningful connection rather than just swiping on a bunch of cute pictures to get dates. 
did you have a plan around what you wanted to work on? Um, one of the clients, and actually she's going to come on this podcast. I'm so excited because she has really overcome this big mistake because while, even while and during we were coaching together and she's in my Love Academy program and we're doing individual and she said, Kim, I, I'm, I'm going to give up. This is not working. I cannot... I cannot date. She had really like poor self image of herself. She was going through some medical issues. Like she was in full blown burnout negativity. And when you hear how she flipped her script and turned it around, and of course, like it wasn't without a lot of work and, um, and, um, making some realizations and connections for herself of where this was coming from. And actually a lot of it had to do with, um, you know, her, her family and the messages she got around everything. Once it clicked, it clicked. And you'll hear her tell her story. She is dating so many men right now. And she said for the first time in her life, she is actually having fun. She never thought dating was fun. And she just can't believe it. You know, like here she is in her young 40s. And for the first time in her life, she's having fun. So again, like she didn't have a plan or purpose. She, if she didn't really work on this stuff, that like downward spiral would have continued. All right. The third mistake is that you use dating apps without a dating or marketing plan. <laughs> and what I mean by that is you just put up a profile expecting like all this magic there was almost like magical thinking around it and you didn't have good pictures you didn't work on your profile oh my god there's this one woman that I was working with she was so funny because she's like Kim this online dating is horrible I hate it I'm gonna wait till this is over she kind of had like all of these like mistakes and challenges and when I looked in her profile she had like two pictures up and none of the pictures that I recommended for her, they, she was like in sweatpants and just like one headshot with really poor lighting. It didn't paint her in a good light. And she put nothing in her profile. And when I say nothing, I mean nothing. And she was getting really frustrated with the guys because guess what? What she was putting out, she was getting back. And that is nothing. <laughs> so I said to her, I said, you, you don't, you're not like advertising yourself. You're not like putting any effort into it. So how do you expect guys to put effort into you? And she was laughing and we were laughing together and we tweaked her profile and she even had gotten like really great pictures done and she didn't think that they were good. And I saw them and they were amazing and we put it up and she's now she's dating up a storm and she's getting a lot of traction. Again, this never happened before, but she never had a, a marketing plan for herself. All right. The fourth mistake I saw is that you stayed in your COVID clothing. Okay, people, I am guilty of this too. Of course, as I'm doing this podcast, in fact, I have my pajamas on, okay? Truth be told, that's why I don't do video on these podcasts. Um, but, and look, there's nothing wrong with it and I've been really enjoying it and embracing it. In fact, I believe um, there is a new fashion trend with COVID clothing that I think is really cute. I mean, I have been enjoying getting the, the cute yoga pants and sweatshirts and looking really comfy. And believe me, the opposite sex enjoys that too, that comfy clothing. 
And there's, so there's nothing wrong with that. So hear me out about that. But what I saw is that you never got out of it during this time. So you didn't even change your top. If you had a Zoom date, you didn't brush your hair. You didn't put some makeup on. If you're a woman, men, oh my gosh, sorry, men, if you're listening, like, I think you're even more guilty than the women. Because what I saw are guys in their pajamas, um, you know, unkempt, not groomed, you know, nose hairs flying everywhere, like, right? Because it was easy to do. Um, This has to do with the energy and the intention behind dating. So if you have that I don't care look, guess what? That transcends into the I don't care attitude, and that's I don't care energy. And so that's what you're going to get back. So the people who did it well actually used, you know, Zoom dates and social distance dating to have an excuse to get all spruced up and washing their hair and putting makeup on and having a colorful top on. I mean, that's the beauty of the Zoom dates too. Like you only really had to focus on your top, you know? So that was the other thing that, that was kind of funny that I saw. Um, Another mistake was that you didn't know how to give good Zoom. All right. It is different. I will admit this is not, a. it's not the same as the 3D date because let's face it, we don't have touch and I'm a big touchy-feely person as you know. And this is the one thing we were not allowed to do this year. Uh, so we had to find other ways to connect and give a good date via video. Um, so I saw a lot of like crappy and messy backgrounds. You didn't change your clothes, as I said before. Um, Another thing I saw is that you had really bad lighting, poor audio. So that all adds up to like bad first impressions. It's the same thing as showing up disheveled on like a in-person date. And so when you're more mindful and you know how to give good Zoom, and I teach a lot of my women in my Love Academy of, you know, really paying attention to that stuff, like having time to get ready, setting up your camera in a place where you have good lighting and you have a nice and warm and inviting feminine background, um, you know, especially with the clothes that you're wearing. People who came to my flirt immersion, it was really um, interesting because, you know, the women knew to dress up, you know, a lot of them had my coaching around that. And a lot of the guys noticed that they're like, oh, I like the way that the women dress. We had really good feedback about it. So it does make a huge difference. All right. Number six, top mistake. Oh, and this is a big one. Ready? I feel like if I had those fancy drum rolls, I would do it right now. Your conversations looked like a LinkedIn exchange or interview. Now, you, those of you who listen to my podcast, you've heard me, you know, say some examples of how this has (laughs) been playing out, but oh, dear Lord. Okay, you, what I'm seeing, the biggest mistake is that you use those canned or fabricated questions that like Bumble or Match or OkCupid, whatever your platform is, that they give you, and you copied and pasted those questions to everybody. Okay. That is the worst thing you could do (laughs) because, and you don't know, you don't like when it's done to you. Let's face it. You know, ask yourself when you're having conversations, you know, do one to others as others have done to you. 
what you like is probably what they like. And no one likes those canned questions. Um, and, and the other big question because of COVID, I was like, so, so how's COVID treating you? Like, what are you supposed to say around that? So I saw those canned ones. Um, I saw close-ended questions a lot. Like, and what I mean by that is um, requiring a yes or no answer. You know, do you like bananas? Yes. Where are you supposed to go from there? But what do you like about bananas and what are you passionate about? Okay, that solicits more of a longer answer. And another thing, in the bubbles, you know, like each person, when they would fire a question or make a comment, sometimes there were too many questions. So somebody didn't know how to answer. Like these are the things that get uncovered in my Love Academy. We, I force my ladies to post some interactions that they have online and we all get to look at it and assess it and we see where things might go wrong or take a wrong turn. And it's fun to kind of, you know, look under the hood, so to speak, and really see what's happening because, you know, nine times out of 10, when you're not feeling chemistry with someone online and because it starts out kind of rocky, it's because the conversations either are too boring, they fall short, they're creepy, you know, learning how to practice giving good conversations that convert to dates is crucial. And to me, there's no time like now to practice this because guess what? Usually what shows up on paper shows up in person too. So what if you really use this time to dial in your conversation skills so that when you actually go on dates, Zoom, whether that's Zoom date or in person in the future, conversation flows, it's fun. It's more playful. There's a flow to it. Conversations should feel like a dance. So that was something, again, like people were just copying and pasting, you know, asking too many questions and not sharing enough and not enough storytelling, like things that I, I teach a lot. Okay, mistake number seven. Mm, this is a big one. You relied on your checklist versus a connection. And what I mean by that, your vetting process was way off. You were focused on too many details in a profile versus using this time as an opportunity to make a real emotional connection. Like I was talking to a client the other day and she's like, oh, you know, this guy is great. And he, we had such good conversation flow and he seems like a good guy. He's emotionally like available. She's like, oh, but he's 5'8". I said, really, really? <laughs> so, you know, um, we all have our thing. And of course, you know, attraction and chemistry is super important. But in this stage, and this is something that's very common this year, is because we couldn't physically meet somebody, we have to rely on something different. And that's not necessarily bad. I almost feel like the benefit of this was going back to the days where people really used to court one another. When, when people didn't have like a huge selection of people and they used each opportunity, each interaction, each relationship to make something happen and to feel something. I mean, think about it. In our grandparents' era, like, you know, th there wasn't as many choices as there are now maybe that, you know, 
there was Betty Sue next door and um, Joe across the way, and you used your neighborhood as a way of connecting with people. So I think there's something magical about this. And again, the people who got into successful relationships this year did exactly that. They used the platform, they used um, a slower pace to really build an emotional connection. And I invite you to think about 2021 as being the same. And guess what? I think that this is a new trend. I think this is here to stay. I believe that even when we are able to meet in the physical world, again, somewhat close to where we were before, I think this sense of um, earning people is here to stay. And, you know, what can we do to do a slow pace kind of um, approach to love? All right. Number eight is you dated like a relationship gal vetting for your boyfriend. Okay. Kind of like the mistake that I did, what I talked about in the beginning, you were looking at profiles and going out with dates with boyfriend or girlfriend lenses on, you know, you just looked at them as, you know, the potential part of this was like looking at your list and what you're looking for. And also trying to vet against the things that didn't work in your last relationship. Let's face it. If you experienced a breakup and that was another big trend, like we saw a lot of breakups and a lot of um, new relationships as well, like on both ends of the spectrum. But if you went through a breakup and maybe it didn't go so well or things were bad, like you are now swiping on the profiles looking for somebody who is really different, who could give you something, you know, a different experience of what you had. But jumping in like that before you even had a first date with someone, it's going to backfire every single time as it did with me in the beginning. So learning to date without attachment and really have this time to date yourself and be more the queen or queen bee or, or king in the court. And, you know, what can you do to let potential dates earn you more? And that is also something that's really important moving into the new year. All right, number nine, another mistake. And this is just something that kind of naturally happened. You became more reclusive and all your friends, you know, like became coupled off. And there's this kind of social disconnect that happened. You know, the quarantine time has impacted all of us with our social interaction and the ability to go out with friends. So it was easy to get stuck in your comfy COVID cocoon. Um, But here's the problem with that is that the people who didn't figure out how to stay connected in a more virtual way or a social distance way, that social muscle became atrophied. And that is a rabbit hole, let me tell you, because the more time that goes on without seeing people, without interacting with just people in general, it gets really hard to get that back and it'll feel harder. It's like molasses. So, you know, put more energy in keeping that social muscle exercised. And that also makes dating harder when it does get atrophied because then let's say you do have a date and you're like, I don't know what to say. (laughs) I don't know what to say. And this has happened. You know, if you've maybe just had a, a vacation or you've been sick, you know what that's like to try to get back into like a social like mindset almost. So reach out to friends for Zoom happy hour, take a class online. Um, You know, part of my flirt immersion, I had a speed dating event 
attached to it. It was awesome. I mean, they had, everyone had so much fun and there's actually a lot of speed dating events out there online that also is good practice and, and certainly fun and getting those juices flowing about dating. Um, improv classes are happening online. I'm, I'm recommending that to all my clients. All right. And the, and 10 dating mistake, you got, you all are going to know this one because I had to include it. It's included in everything. It's been, always been the biggest pain point, but even more so this year is you didn't flirt. I mean, it's been hard. I, I, I mean, I'm with you. It's been hard to find energy to flirt when you're feeling frumpy with your masks on. However, the people who had fun with it and flipped that script had the most benefit from it. So again, like this, I am calling it, this is the era of the new masquerade. Ha ha ha. I mean, literally like you can still smile in your masks. Like when you go to the grocery stores and for some of us, that's all we can do right now. I mean, you can still join people with your eyes and smile with your eyes and use this time to join with people. I mean, we all have you know, like objects on our faces and things that we can talk about immediately. Think about that. I mean, what if you complimented, you know, somebody on their mask and having the Zoom date so you continue to practice that flirty energy and even with your conversations. The more that you practice flirting, I promise you that is when dating becomes fun. It's when it becomes too serious, too much negativity. That's when you fall into that dating burnout. So use 2021 to find the one by looking at your mistakes and seeing how you can flip all of those challenges and mistakes you had into something of positivity. All right, I want to read this email that I got that is definitely around uh, this era and mistake that she made, and she wants to know how to kind of get things back. She says, I want to feel like... I want to date again. It seems this COVID situation does not allow for that. The men I see on the apps are not attractive. I want an attractive man who touches my soul. I compare the last guy with the men on the apps, although I know it did not work out together. He broke my heart. I let him, and I still cannot forget him. I'm annoyed and sad. Help, Annie. Ugh. Yeah. So this is what we saw this year, right? Like in terms of breakup, it is really hard to get back out there and date after a breakup, especially when someone broke your heart. And now with COVID in the mix, it just adds another layer. So I guess my question is to you is how long has it been since you broke up? And how long did you date for? Because psychologically, it takes around half the time of the relationship to really heal. And what are you doing within this kind of healing period to better yourself? And even then, it's going to take some time easing into. So the truth is, you'll always compare your ex to the men now that you are healing. So the first thing is to really define what dating is for yourself right now. I mean, people put so much pressure on themselves. They're like, oh, I have to get back out there and date. And I I would invite you replacing the word dating with being social with men and just social in general. Like it's exercising that social muscle again that maybe, you know, you had before. 
And it sounds as if you might be doing that mistake of trying to vet for your next boyfriend with those lenses on. And you might be numbing out and swiping on a bunch of profiles and you're focusing on the wrong things. Again, that mistake of focusing on the list and maybe you're focusing on looks, it sounds like from just that little snippet versus building just a nice friendship, a connection with someone. So what if you had a different mindset around it and worked on connecting with some good men and enjoying that versus boyfriend hunting? You know, get rid of the hunting mode and into more of a connection mode. What if you worked on getting your flirt back and exercise the social muscle? I would highly recommend going back to your basics and try to get back the gal you were before you met that guy. What were you doing? What did you enjoy? And shifting your focus to you and not the men will really serve you well. So I think taking that pressure off of dating and replace the word with being social and having fun around male energy, again, will be key. So here's the thing overall, just to wrap up. Mistakes are gifts. They are gifts in disguise if you are able to use them and grow and change, especially as we go into the new year. All right. I hope that was another good kick in the butt. I felt the need to come on here as we approach the new year. And again, thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And make sure you go to my site, as always, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you keep making dating mistakes this year and beyond, There are three things you can do right now to overcome them, put yourself into action. First, as always, join my free Facebook group, The Love Makeover Insiders, to get motivated and inspired by other women. Everyone in there inspires each other, and it's perfect time to do that. You can grab my podcast audio course, This May Be Why You Suck at Dating, where I will help you learn how to get out of your head into his bed. And most importantly, if you've asked, I wish I knew what I was doing wrong. I wish I knew my mistakes after all these failing dating experiences. Empower yourself to get the answers here and know what to do about it. You can listen to it as you do my podcast. So you just click the link you see in the show notes and you can get that right here. And finally, as always, you can sign up for a free breakthrough call, as I mentioned before, to help you map out a 2021 love plan for yourself. Just do it. (laughs) It's just a phone call. And remember, it starts with you and working on yourself is working on your love life. Stay tuned until next week with more tips and how to feel and look fabulous every day. (laughs) 